0: Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. This is the Jimmy B Sports Show. It's also Father's Day weekend, so happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Lots to get to on the show. We're going to be talking about the Rays, first team to get 50 wins this year. Also, we crowned a NBA champion as well as a Stanley Cup champion this week. And yes, we're going to touch on some golf with the LIV, the PGA, and of course the U.S. Open. We'll be right back. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want to check in that way. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865, 291 2865 800-291-2865 That's 800-291-2865 now, now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back sports fans. It's been a crazy week of sports. NBA champion is crowned. Congrats to the Denver Nuggets. Stanley Cup champion is crowned. Congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights And we did have The French Open Djokovic wins the men Tech wins the women Raised the first team To hit 50 wins So Lots to get to We're going to be talking about The U.S. Open as well Out in Los Angeles Some low scores there On the first couple days But In honor of Father's Day What I want to do I want to break down uh, The list of Top father and son Combos that I've seen over the years and I think that in order to make the list you no know, both halves of the pair have to be great athletes for for instance uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Sr. Now Sr's a legend but Jr hasn't done enough really to make the list same goes for Kobe Bryant maybe and his father Joe Jellybean Bryant who played for the Sixers so I'm going to give you my honorable mention And then I'm going to give you the top 10 on my list. Um, Number 20, Mario and Michael Andretti. Mario Andretti found success across multiple racing organizations in his four-decade career, which is amazing in in itself. Uh, He won four IndyCar championships, a Formula One. He's the only driver to win the Indy 500, the Daytona 500, and the Formula One World Championship. And then his son following in his footsteps by capturing the IndyCar title in 1991. season in which he won a record eight races he's on the honorable mention i have bob brett and aaron boone of the baseball fame now you have bob boone who led a long successful career as a catcher with the world series title with the phillies back he played from 72 to 1990 he also won seven gold glove awards and was voted to four all-star games I believe his son Brett Boone played second base from 92 to 2005 spending most of his time with the Cincinnati Reds and the Seattle Mariners he was also elected to three all-star games and won four golden gloves and the other son Aaron Boone may not have had the individual successes that his brother and father had as he made just one all-star appearance. However, arguably more famous if you remember that walk-off Game 7 home run in the 11th inning of the 2003 American League Championship Series against the hated Boston Red Sox if you're a Yankees fan. So those three are on the list. I have Gus and Buddy Bell. If you remember those guys, Gus Bell played 15 years in the major leagues, getting elected to four All-Star games. Uh, He had some incredible single games in his career, one in which he hit for the cycle and another where he hit three home runs in three straight at-bats. Now, Buddy Bell, his son, played even longer than his dad. He went from 1972 to 1989. He was voted to the All-Star Game five times and won a Gold Glove Award six consecutive years at third base. So he's on my honorable mention list. Philippe and Moisey Alou. Remember those guys? Philippe Alou played in three different decades, from his rookie year in 1958 to his retirement in 1974, spent most of his career with the San Francisco Giants and the Braves, and was voted on to three all-star teams. His son, Alou was a career 303 average hitter and was elected to six all-star games in his career. He also, if you remember, won the world title in 1997 with the Marlins. So those are on my list. Clay Matthews Jr. and Clay Matthews III on some football there. Clay Matthews Jr. was elected to the pro... Bowl four times at the linebacker position. He and his son are the only father and son tandem to win defensive player of the week. How about that for trivia? Clay Matthews the has been voted to four Pro Bowls so far, but that number will eventually get into the double digits. He was the NFC defensive Player of the Year in 2010 And he led the Packers defense To their first Super Bowl victory Of the Aaron Rodgers era How about the Winslows? Talking about Football, I'm going to go with Kellen Winslow And Kellen Winslow Jr So we got senior and junior Kellen Winslow is likely The greatest tight end to ever play The game of football Yes, all you Gronk fans, sorry to say that But I believe he was He's not. He was elected to five Pro Bowls And is a member of the Pro Football 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 hall of fame his son kellen winslow jr has only been elected to one pro bowl in his career but that number would have been probably a lot higher if it weren't for an injury played career and um you know so those two guys a father and son uh in the honorable mention on my list uh, I want to talk about the answers, Al Unser and Al Unser Jr. Al Unser won four total Indy 500 races he's a member of the International Motorsports Hall of Fame as well as the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America little Al was also voted into the Motorsports Hall of Fame he finished first in the Car series twice during his career so I want to make sure we get the uh, race car in there basketball Rick and Brent Barry Rick Barry was voted into the all-star game eight times during his Hall of Fame career. He won one NBA championship in which he was the NBA Finals MVP. Brent Barry, his son, didn't put up the kind of stats that his dad did, but he did outdo him in one thing, championships. He won two NBA titles during his career, and don't forget about that slam dunk contest that he won also. So we have the Barrys. How about some boxing? Ken Norton Sr. and Ken Norton Jr., Ken Norton Sr. is a former WBC heavyweight champion. He was also the man who gave Muhammad Ali his second loss, and if you remember, he broke his jaw in doing so. Ken Norton Jr. went down a different path choosing football. He became the first NFL player to win a Super Bowl in three straight seasons. He was elected to three Pro Bowls during his time in the league. So those are guys were my uh, honorable mention, if you will. Now I'm going to break down the top Ten and again, if you want to go to JimmyBSports.com, you can go ahead and do so. Let me know what your list may be. Whether it's the top couple, top ten, if you want, that's fine. Number 10 on the Jimmy B Sports Show list is Calvin and Grant Hill. If you remember, Calvin Hill was the first Dallas Cowboys running back to ever rush over a 1,000 yards in a season. He made four Pro Bowls during his career and was part of one of the Cowboys' Super Bowl winning team. Grant Hill's son chose basketball instead of football, and it's pretty clear he made the right choice instead of uh, Playing football, the man was the one time considered the next Michael Jordan, who was voted to seven All-Star games and joined World Chamberlain as the only players in league history to lead their teams in points, rebounds, and assists per game three times. Number nine on my list, Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. from the baseball. Ken Griffey Sr. was a key member of the Cincinnati Reds' big red machine. He won two World Series during his time with the Reds and made three all-star games. Jr. though, he outdid his old man dominating the majors as one of the best players in the league, if not the best, in my opinion, during his prime. He was voted to 13 All-Star Games, won 10 gold gloves, and captured one American League MVP, and he hit 630 home runs in his career, just to put some icing on the cake. Number eight, back to football, I'm going with the Mannings. Archie, Peyton, and Eli, to be more specific. Archie Manning was a better college quarterback than he was a pro quarterback, but he still was a solid pro. That's why he's on my list. He's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame and was voted to two Pro Bowls during his time in the NFL. Now, if you remember Archie, the Saints were terrible at that time when he was playing. So all of his accomplishments were even, in my opinion, highlighted because of that fact. His son, Peyton Manning, quickly surpassed his father and has now been to 12 Pro Bowls and won four MVPs. He also lays claim to countless NFL passing records. His most cherished accomplishment of all though is that one Super Bowl that was so elusive. Eli Manning can't compete with the Peyton's passing numbers as he's only been to three Pro Bowls but he surpassed his older brother What accounts That's Super Bowl victories The first of Eli's uh, Two titles Was won against An undefeated Patriots team If you remember that One of the greatest Upsets in sports history So they were Number eight Number seven On my list The Bonds Is Bobby and Barry Bonds Bobby Bonds Was the second player In Major League Baseball history To hit 300 home runs And steal 300 bases In his career Not many could match That combination Of speed and power As he made Three all-star games Barry Bonds knew no such thing as living in his father's shadow, though. He won the National League MVP seven times and was a 14 time All Star and an eight time Gold Glove winner. He set the Major League career record in walks, intentional walks, and of course, probably the most prestigious record of all sports, the home run record. Number six, I'm going to go over to hockey Gordy and Mark Howe. When Bobby Orr When Bobby Orr has been quoted calling you the best hockey player ever, you know you did something right. Gordie Howe is a 23-time All-Star, four-time Stanley Cup champ, and a six-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, and a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mark Howell couldn't quite live up to his father's name but you really can't blame him for that. He still enjoyed a phenomenal career and joined Gordy in the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2011. Number five, the Jarrett's. Ned and Dale Jarrett. Ned Jarrett was inducted into numerous Hall of Fames including the NASCAR Hall of Fame. After he retired he finished two seasons in his career as a grand national champion. His son Dale Mirrored his career on the same list. He won one NASCAR championship in his time racing. Number four, a little bit different here. I'm going to go to bowling. Dick and Pete Weber. There's a father and son combo. It's quite to say, I think it's safe to say that the Weber family went bowling quite a bit on the weekends when. Um, Pete was growing up. Dick Weber was a bowling pioneer who won 30 PBA tour events and six PBA senior tour events in his career that spanned over six, yes, six decades. He is one of the sport's all-time greats and was elected into the PBA Hall of Fame. His son, Pete, like his father, is also a member of the PBA Hall of Fame. He won a total of 37 pba tour events including 10 major titles during his historic career so there's a bowling uh, aspect of it how about this number three man of war and war admiral on my list that's right horse racing you know horses have families too right they're actually incredible athletes to boot man of war is considered by many to be the greatest thoroughbred racing horse ever Some people may say Secretariat, but a lot of people think that Man of War is the best. He went 20-1 and in his racing career, and the one time he did lose, the shock of the loss was thought by some to have created the term upset. West War Admiral definitely put his father's genes to good use. He won 21 total races in his lifetime, including a completion of the Triple Crown. That was in 1937. Number two, we're getting close to the top. Number two, Lee and Richard Petty. Lee Petty, a NASCAR pioneer, won the series championship three times. After he hung up the helmet, he was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, International Motorsports Hall of Fame, and the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America. It's safe to say Richard, his son, made his father proud. He joined his dad in each of the three Hall of Fames after winning the NASCAR championship seven times. The younger Petty won a record of 200 races going down as arguably the greatest NASCAR driver ever. And number one, let me know if you agree or disagree, Bobby and Brett Hall. Bobby Hall is one of the greatest hockey players to ever step onto the ice. The Hall of Famer was elected to the NHL All-Star team first team ten times, won the Art Ross Trophy three times and won the Hart Trophy twice. Brett Hall followed in his father's footsteps to become one of the all-time greats. The scoring machine is third in goals in NHL history and is tied with Wayne Gretzky, the great one, himself for the most game-winning playoff goals. When he joined his father Bobby in the Hall of Fame, they became the first and only father and son combination inducted. That's why I have them as number One on my list So Now you think about The father and son Combos You know If you You know And if your Father Was around When you're growing up I'm sure you have Some great memories I'd love to hear What your favorite Memory of your father is Um Playing sports, whether you're a male, whether you're a female, it doesn't matter. I have great memories of my father growing up. He introduced me to, you know, little league baseball. He introduced me to, you know, playing basketball. We used to in the yard when you'd come home from work, he would grab the football, throw the football around when it was football season. You know, have a catch, as they say in Field of Dreams. When it was baseball season, we'd even go out there and make a little makeshift. Um, cup in the ground and get a putter and and a chipper and, and hit some hit some shots in the yard when it was golf season. So my dad was always someone who would introduce me to sports. Never pushed me to compete if I didn't want to. He let me make my own decisions. But he was always the first one to be able to go there at the games. I remember many times he'd be there, Little League, hit a home run. I'd see him sitting there on the third field bleachers and, you know, just just great memories of that. Coming to my basketball games as well when I was playing in high school and college. So great memories of my father. I'm sure you had the same as yours. So thanks for um, being a part of the Jimmy B Sports Show. Father and Son reunion, if you will. We're going to take a quick break, come back and Continue with the shawl. pickleball training simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the Ernie ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Power ninety point one. Welcome back, golf fans. Anybody watching the U.S. Open this weekend? I'll tell you what, I watched a little bit of it, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why there's nobody there. There's, there's no fans, it seems. You have some big-time names. You got Ricky Fowler, you got McElroy, you got Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, Shambo. you know, all the guys, Scotty Scheffler. So I don't know why... Uh, The fans aren't going. Someone said that they're gearing it more towards corporate people showing up and they they didn't want as many fans going there for some reason. I have no idea. But um, watching a U.S. Open, what seems a little bit odd to me, despite the fact that there's nobody there, is the scores first day I mean you had people putting up scores in the, in the low 60s as, as a matter of fact Ricky Fowler goes out there and shoots a, a 62 which would be a record and that 8 under 62 and that lasts for about half hour then Xander Shawfi comes back and does the same exact thing with an eight under sixty-two. So you had some scores yesterday of, um, you no, know, sixty-four with Wyndham Clark. You had a sixty-five with McIlroy, uh, sixty-four with Dustin Johnson. Low, low scores. It is a par seventy course, but I, I think that. Um, the U.S. Opens that I can remember, and I've always enjoyed watching the U.S. Opens because of the difficulty. Because it makes you feel that you know these people are human; these golfers are human, like you are, when you're out there struggling to knock the ball around, and you're in the rough, and you have a hard time getting it out, and, and whatnot. That usually happens in the U.S. Open, but for some reason, that the the PGA they decided to have these fairways instead of the typical 25 to 35 yard um, landing areas there for a width they have them 50 yards I mean these guys are just too good to be able to go out there and play with those conditions that's why you've seen these scores like that I don't know what they can do to firm up the firm up the greens maybe or maybe if the weather takes a, a, a turn for the worse and that might affect some of the scores, but if not, you're going to have a winner that's going to be at their minus, minus 15 is a possibility, which I think is you know, very uncharacteristic, and I think it detracts from the U.S. Open. You want the U.S. Open to be a challenge to the best golfers in the country, in the world for that matter, and I'm not seeing that right now, but... For the most part, we're going to have to wait and see what happens in days three and and four. But, of of course, we talk about golf. We not only talk about the U.S. Open this week, but we talk about the alliance that the uh, Saudis with the LIV combining that with the DP World Tour, with the PGA Tour. Uh, all the combinations of what's going to happen Here's the one thing that I'm sure of I'm sure that nobody knows totally What's going on Or what's going to happen And that includes Jay Monahan, Who mysteri- mysteriously Has a illness um, That put him in the hospital I believe this week as well So we don't want to see anyone get sick Over anything Hopefully he has a speedy recovery But it's just uh, the timing of everything Is Uh, A little bit off the chart With what's going on You have McElroy not talking He's out there of course In Los Angeles this week Not saying two words about anything You have people saying That they feel That they were That there's no loyalty You had people that Stayed on the PGA Tour That actually Seemed to feel As though They You know Got taken in That people went over To the LIV and had the opportunity, were given, you know, a boatload of money and uh being over there playing and people stayed on the PGA tour, like you know, McElroy and you know, they seem to get penalized for it in their opinion. So a lot to be said for the state of golf being in turmoil right now. Again, it's a shame because it's a sport where You think of, at least you used to think of golf as a gentleman's sport. Go out there, you know, have a round of golf. You know, you you play the ball as it lies. You you know, all all those things. Shake hands when when it's done. And a lot of those things, just the integrity of the game and the history of the game. I think of golf. I think of Jack Nicklaus and Arnie Palmer, Palmer, um, Lee Trevino, all those guys back in the uh, Gary Player, a little bit different back then. But you know, that's that's the golf that I grew up watching on TV, and it's a little bit more of a um, far reach these days to imagine how it was versus how it is today. But I think that when you look at the scores out there in Los Angeles this weekend, uh, they still have to hit the ball no matter what the situation is. If you're on the LIV, you know, you've got music playing, you're starting on um, any other of the holes. It's not always starting on one, it's a scramble format. And if they're going to continue doing that, which some people are saying it's going to continue through 2024, some people are saying it's going to change, all going to merge, but nobody really knows. But if you go out there and have that kind of atmosphere, it's a different feel to it. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people like the uh, tried and true way of of the PGA. So we're going to see what happens. I do hope that from a fan standpoint, the Ryder Cup, which is going to... Uh, Commence this September I hope that the best of the best Get to go out there Against the best of the best of the Europeans No matter what tour That they may be on So your thoughts on the golf as always JimmyBSports.com 877-448-7901 Let me know what you think about that We're going to come back and talk NBA and NHL And Jimmy B Sports Show You are in the gymnasium On Power 90.1 Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show and Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How about the NHL? The Golden Knights of Vegas. They've only been around for five years, and as an expansion team, that's pretty amazing that after all the five seasons, they have three division championships, two conference championships, and now a Stanley Cup. In their mantle for all their efforts, um, what Bill Foley did as the owner of of the Vegas Golden Knights is simply amazing. They put together a great team, and um, you know it, it, there's a lot to be said for what they did. In five games this year, they beat the Carolina that they beat the uh, Florida Panthers, who simply I just think got tired. And, and actually, Vegas was the better team throughout, and they deserve to win. Uh, the, the score wasn't indicative. that final day putting up nine goals, but uh, congratulations to both the Panthers and especially to the Golden Knights. The question I have is that there's only been five teams in all of sports uh, in the top four. The top four major sports that's football, baseball, basketball. And hockey to win as a franchise team, as a um, expansion team, as quicker, quicker than Vegas just did. Can you name them? I'm going to tell you who they are. Milwaukee Bucks, 1971. Um, They claiming the honor of the quickest expansion to championship run of any team on the list. It took the Bucks just three seasons to capture their first NBA title. That was when they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, so they're they're one of the teams. They're the quickest team to do it. The second team was Arizona Diamondbacks. They did it in four years from expansion to championship. And that was in 2001. Um that was one of the most successful expansion arrivals in Major League Baseball history. They won a hundred games in just the second year of MLB play. And um, who do they have? They had Kurt Schilling that year. Um I'm trying to think who else they may have had. But anyway, they um, Johnson, Johnson is now six foot ten Johnson. So they won, they beat the Yankees, and that was in four years. The third was the Baltimore Ravens. In the year 2000 They went from expansion to A championship in Five years um, That was when the I'm trying to remember that, well, They had Ray Lewis that year obviously <clears throat> And uh, they captured Super Bowl 35 In just their you know, fifth year So The fourth team was the Edmonton Oilers In 1984 That was also in five years Um And the last team were the Florida Marlins in baseball, five years. First season was 19, um, I guess, uh, 97, and they won it in 19... uh, 90, it took them five years to win it, so congratulations to them as well. Those are the five teams. If you look at, it, you don't see it too often, that's for sure. And you look at teams like Toronto and whatnot trying to, you know, win after a, a dry spell and a drought, but. So those are team's congratulations to Vegas on winning the Stanley Cup. We also had an NBA champion that was crowned this week. We had Mike Malone's uh, Denver Nuggets. Anybody watched that series? Um, you know, there's a team, Denver that really doesn't get much credit. They never really have all, all season long. But they go out there, and, and they won in, in five games as well, just like uh, Vegas won in on the hockey side of things. This series won five games. And if, if you look, there are some close games. I'm not saying there wasn't, but the Nuggets were definitely the better team throughout. When you have two players out there playing the way that the um that Denver had when you look at Jokic, what he can do out there, Murray, Jamal Murray. Those two guys just just willed their team to win. And you now the fans, you know, great fans out there, and, and Denver deserved to go out there and win. The Miami Heat, they had a great run. They were an eight seed. They had to go to play in game just to make the playoffs. They went through. They knocked off uh, Milwaukee. They knocked off the Knicks. They they beat the Celtics in Game Seven up there in Boston, so they had an outstanding uh, season. So congratulations to Denver as well. I don't know if you saw the parade. I think it was on um, Thursday, but um, Mike Malone—he was—he was—he was drunk. He was talking to the the fans and whatnot, but he was enjoying himself as well. He should. He did a great job coaching that team. Definitely, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the NBA. You know, and, and that was just this past week. All of a sudden, now you have to. You know, the NBA has to go out there and announce this jaw Murray 25 game suspensions So, and they said it was coming after the playoffs, after the championship was over. They didn't want to go out there and, you know, say what it was going to be during the NBA finals. And of course, um, so they had to wait. They didn't want to do it. Thursday, so they did it on Friday, yesterday, to be able to go out there and say, okay, for what he did, he flashing a gun, I suppose, in the car the second time. First time he was fined, eight, eight games, suspended eight games after the incident in um, Denver, and now this happened, I believe it was in Tennessee, so... You know, a lot of people say it's it's too many games. People are saying it's not enough games. People are saying it's, you know, the the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Here's what I think. John Morant is an outstanding talent. Now... The NBA needs him to market their product because the NBA is all about marketing, whether you like them or not. They do a very good job of marketing. Commissioner Adam Silver, he's somebody that likes to give players a second chance. And from what he was saying, there were some other incidences uh, with Morant that they haven't really made public. And pretty much, I think they said to him, listen, accept the 25-game game. Suspension and we'll drop everything else. If not, then we'll, you know, go out there and, you know, bring the other things to light. So, yeah, did he commit a crime? People are saying, well, you know what? He didn't commit a crime. Why should he be suspended 25 games, which is going to equal about 10, 11 million dollars, more or less? So, why are you taking that away from him if he didn't commit a crime? I guess what they're saying is it's um, detrimental to the team. It's activities that are detrimental to the team, which I can understand that part of it. I can also understand the point where, you know, not one arrest, there weren't any police records of anything. So from that standpoint, is is he someone, he's a, he's a young kid. He's 24, I think, 24, 25 years old. The problem that he's facing is the people that he hangs around with. Qu- quite honestly, if he... Um, figures that part of it out, and figures that you don't have to announce everything that you're doing on Instagram. Then you're better off more times than not. There are a lot of there are a lot of players, a lot of great players, a lot of superstars that go out there and do a lot of things and have a lot of fun um, in, in all the sports. You know, we just don't hear about them because they do things a smart way. So you don't have to go out there and. Um, let the public see everything that you're doing. Is Morant gonna grow from this, and is he gonna come back and and be a role model? Uh, no, I, I don't see that. Um, do I think 25 games is, is fair? I, I'm fine with it. I, I thought maybe it would be 20, uh, but I guess if you look at the first time, it was eight games, so eight times three is 24. Triple that. So I, yeah, I'm fine with it. Is he gonna? Is he going to um, contest it? Maybe the Players Association will want him to contest it, but I really just think he should take his 25 games and be ready to play come December when he's able to And that's the other thing What kind of shape will he be in by that time And everything else But unfortunately something like that Has to mar the great week that the NBA had With the you know, Denver Nuggets winning the trip So congratulations uh, again to them And would love to hear your thoughts On what we just talked about 877 448 7901 If you want to talk about the NBA If you want to talk about Vegas And the NHL If you want to talk about the golf Shoot me an email JimmyBSports.com Let me know your thoughts And we'll get it on the show next time Unfortunately guys That's all the time that we have this week It's always awesome breaking the sports down especially here in the, in the Tampa market uh, we're going to be talking about the Rays more next time I will say they're the first team to win 50 games this year in the Major League Baseball they're also the first team to win 40 games and 30 and 20 and I can keep on going you get the drift as far as that goes the Rays are playing the best of any team in Major League Baseball right now. Can they continue it on their quest to the playoffs? We're going to see McClanahan, first 10-game winner. He'll be pitching this weekend. Hopefully, he can make that 11. Guys, thank you again for listening. Hope everyone stays safe this weekend. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And don't forget to shoot me an email with your best father, son or father-daughter sports moment. Talk to you next week in the gymnasium.